And the only difference between a Georgia redneck and a North Carolina redneck is a state line. Amen. Amen. And uh, right. uh, we burnt wood all our lives. I thought my name, my, my, my boy, he's got, my son's full name is this, John Paul, get me some wood, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my middle name growing up. And, I'll be dogged if I'm going to get wood when he's around. And I ain't going to cut grass when he's around. And I told my wife she's crazy for washing dishes when she's got two girls that, that's able to do it themselves. I mean, some of you parents drive yourself crazy raising a lazy generation. I went to something! What? Bunch of lazy, no good for nothing runt kids. Need the blue job beat out of them. You girls couldn't cook yourself out of a wet paper bag if you had to! You boys scared of a weed eater, you sissy. Get the lace off your underwear and go on to be a man. Say man right there! Nope. Your chainsaw running, run for the mama's skirt tail. Praise God. Amen. All I know to tell you dudes, when we're cutting a tree down, you better be out of the way. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but anyhow, so we'd, we'd little boys and we'd go bust some wood. And Jimmy would take, and Daddy had that old 1979 Ford, had an old home light chainsaw, and it didn't have one of them automatic oilers that come out on the chain. You had to pump it with your thumb to make sure all got on the chain. This is foreign language to some of y'all, but that's okay. And boy, we'd pump a Daddy, he'd, he'd file it, and man, he'd pumped all of it. We'd get to bust in the wood and we'd get the truck half loaded and I'd and me or Matthew want to say, Daddy, I believe we got enough to do us for a while. My old daddy he'd say, boys, don't worry about the mules. Just load the wagons. Man, he'd work us. I'm telling you, all day long on a Saturday we'd take enough time to go eat some pinto beans and a sandwich and watch wrestling at 12 o'clock. <laughs> Amen. We, we, we stopped for Rick Flair and all that crowd in the four horses. Don't tell the brethren they'll crucify I mean, that's more God saved in the house. Hey, man, right there. And, uh, but uh, uh, Brother Gabe went, get back to the house. We'd put the wood in the wood pile. And daddy said, all right, boys, take some to the house. What a waste of time. <laughs> wow. Uh, let, we need to grade him on a sliding scale here. Brian, you can help us out. On the voice quiver, what would you give him between a zero and a ten? Man, that's he had he had a pretty good fake cry going on there. That I think little that's a solid seven. That's the best voice quiver I've ever heard. That's a solid seven. Okay, on the screaming, the voice. Sammy Allen as we like to call him. <laughs> yeah, what do you think on the Sammy Allen there? Well, you know, it was kind of weird and abrupt. Like I didn't get why he did it in the places he did it. Like why are you screaming about wood in an old truck? What about the Jerry Clower effect? Did he mm. not sound just like Jerry Clower? He did Clower sound to you? just like Jerry Clower. I mean, I would go to his church just to hear him tell stories. I didn't hear any what Bible if, in there, but I, that's what I was wondering. What chapter and verse that was from? It's always yeah, a, you're nicer than I am because I wouldn't <laughs> go to his church to hear him tell stories. <laughs> but does anybody know who that was? Hang on, I can tell you in two seconds. That came from uh, our buddy over at IFB Preacher Clips. That ah. is Evangelist John Morgan. Man. I just don't understand, like, why is he saying, like, praise God? You know, like, get in there, wash those dishes, praise God. What does praise God have to do with that? Because if I'm the girls and I'm sitting in that service and I'm hearing, you need to get up, you lazy good-for-nothing, and go wash dishes, praise God. I'm going to be thinking, if I've got to wash dishes, no, I'm not praising God. <laughs> like, that's not something to praise God for. 
if mama washes the dishes, praise God. Like, now that works. Because <laughs> I don't have to do it. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you what, though, after a long, hard day of cutting wood and loading the mule truck up, you're going to stink afterwards. Yeah, that's right. Them boys right there need some free life soap. Yeah, and the five o'clock shadow is going to be coming out a little bit. You got to have your facial hair cleaned up. We got a badger hairbrush and free life soap, shave butter. You know what I tried this week? And we- it was a big hit. I didn't tell anybody, I just tried it. The solid cologne. It's good Man, stuff. That was good stuff. It sticks with you for a while. It smells amazing. Yeah, I left mine mm-hmm. in my truck because I thought, hey, if it heats up, it'll start smelling my truck good. And my kids got in there and dumped it. And it's all over the back of my <laughs> my floor. Did it melt? It melted oh. all over. So I got cologne all over my floorboard. It smells good. <laughs> it smells amazing. <laughs> it's great. We want to thank Free Life Soap for being a sponsor of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. You can go to our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. Click on the link, Free Life Soap. Put in your code, RFP, and get 10% off of your order. They've got soap. They've got beard oil. They've got Brian's favorite badger hair brushes in the shave kit. Man, that's some good stuff. I love it. It's Free Life Soap. Go check them out today at therecoveringfundamentalist.org. Y'all ready to get this thing started? Let's get it started. Let's do it. Let's go. Starts in three. You know what makes women stupid is college. Jesus was not a bartender. Hi, man. Two. You have lost your mind. Long tongue heifers have given me a lot more trouble than heifers wearing breeches. And you know that. Say amen right there. One. Let me tell you something, bozo. They'll be selling frosties in hell for this boy. Puts on a pair of pink underwear. Amen. I sucked my thumb till I was 14 years of age. Hi, man. Amazing grace, mm. how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was but now I'm found I was blind But now I see Well, here at the RFP, we want to pay our respect to a great influencer in music, Charlie Daniels, who passed away this past Monday. You know, there's so many things about Charlie Daniels to like, his unique style. He always dressed the same. He never changed that. The cowboy hat, the big belt buckle. Growing up, I loved the fact that he was a fiddle player. My papa was a fiddle player. He would actually make fiddles by hand. My dad's a fiddle player. And so there was always that draw, you know, toward him because he was a great fiddle player. But the greatest thing about Charlie Daniels is summed up in this quote made by Charlie Daniels. He said, My priorities are God, family, country, and work. I don't always succeed, but I try to keep those as my most important things in life. I love the fact that he had God first. 
Yeah, I know, JC, you saw him in concert several times. Yeah, I got a lot of friends that have been on tour with him or have seen him backstage. And I heard somebody years ago said there was a definite change in his life when he gave his life to Jesus. From the Charlie Daniels BC to the Charlie Daniels AD before and after Jesus and said it's a totally different man. And, you know, you can't go to one of his concerts without hearing him stand up at the end and say, we want to praise Jesus tonight, play Amazing Grace, this song that's playing right now, or give an invitation or something like that. And there's that, that's a prime example of something that we were talking about on a couple of those past episodes where, you know, he's in a culture without being, like, inundated with, like, the Southern Gospel world. He's playing country concerts. The man's part of the Grand old Opry, you know, but he loved Jesus, and he was living in and, that. <laughs> and he could literally play the strings off of a fiddle. I've seen him do it live and in person. Hey, we want to thank Jay Radio for being a sponsor of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. We're your hosts, JC, Nathan, and Brian, and we are coming to you live from the Jay Radio studios here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Danville, Virginia, where Brian is at. And Jay Radio is our sponsor here, along with Free Life Soap. And you can go to jradio.com. They have all kinds of music genres. They got playlists, they got a summer playlist, they have sleep music, they've got uh, dinner music. Whatever you're looking for, they have a playlist for you. And come Coming soon to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast will be our own playlist at jradio.com. I'm real excited about that. Hey, Brian mm-hmm. always gets a favorite on here. If I have a personal favorite, can it please be dinner music? Dinner music? Like, I want that to be my favorite. Yeah. yeah. If I'm eating, <laughs> I like the music. We turn music on at our house because I've got six kids, and it sounds like a feeding trough around our table <laughs> when we're eating. I mean, you can ask my wife. I'm like, you have got to shut your mouth, kids. Like, I mean, they just chomp away, and so I'm always turning music <laughs> on. I try to sum the music up with the dinner that we're having. So tonight we had spaghetti, so I turned Italian instrumental music nice. on. We're like, when the nice. night has gone by and there's no pizza pie, that's, that's some more. And then the other night we had quesadillas, so it was like, <laughs> I have no idea what that was right there. But but we love it. JRadio.com. They have all the playlists that you need. Well, this week, my favorite's Charlie Daniels. We were just talking about The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Nathan, do you know the lyrics to The Devil Went Down to Georgia? I really do. I don't. Really? You do, really? I know how it goes, but I don't know the lyrics. Brian, you were trying to teach me earlier. What, What is it? Go. Yeah, the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. He was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sawing on a fiddle hot, that's kind of a general idea. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a general idea. I love that song. Can I tell everybody that he was reading the words (laughs) when he was doing that? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Well, we want to thank you for being here with us on this episode of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. And this this episode is going to be a little bit different. This is just us coming and kind of giving you the the state of RFP, or as we like to say, like every pastor out there, this is our vision 2020, because we're in the year 2020, and this is our vision. We've survived half of the year. We're almost there, guys. Hey, we've gotten through six months. We're into the seventh month. We're survivors. Man, 2020 has been crazy. This whole year, and we started our podcast in January when all this craziness was going on. Maybe it's our fault. Maybe <laughs> we started all of this. We <laughs> threw the cosmic IFB universe out of kilter, and now look what's happening. Did you see Mark Driscoll's meme? This lady looking out of her front door with like this really scary look on her face, 
And it's me peeping out of the house to see what chapter of the book of Revelation we're in right now. <laughs> it's true, man. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. It's like the seven bowl judgments have all come to bear in 2020. <laughs> so, you know, on this episode, what we want to do is just kind of give you a little vision of where we're going here with the RFP. But we also want to take some time and just read you some of the stories that we're getting in every day. We get our inbox flooded with emails. Uh, we're getting text messages. We got folks that are coming into town that we're having meals with. There's uh, people on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, uh, you know, we love hearing these stories. And if we haven't responded back to you, trust me, we're going to get around to it. There's so many that are coming in. We're doing what we can. And, I mean, we all have full-time jobs as pastors. And so this is kind of yes. taking on a life of its own in certain ways and turning into a part-time slash full-time job. And uh, so we're responding as we can get to it. But we just want to take some time on this episode and just read you a couple uh, of the stories that we're getting in or share with you kind of some some things that God has been doing. Brian, you got a good one? I do. By the way, first of all, I have to mention, this guy has a super cool name. His first name is Rock. Nice. How cool is that? Why did my mom and dad do something like that for me? I mean, his mom and dad looked at him and said, your name's Rock. My mom <laughs> and dad looked at me and said, Eh, your name's Brian. <laughs> My name was predestined, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah, John Calvin. Um, but Rock sent in, and I'll just omit some of the details, but he said, wow, I just finished listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast with your dad, and it was amazing. He then gives some specific details about his location, but he said, when I began slight changes to leave the old paths, the attacks and the lies began. I resigned but they continued the lies. Friends dropped me overnight, but thank God I have personally recovered through my ministry. God has been faithful. It did have a huge effect on my wife and my children, but God is faithful. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this podcast and for spreading the word. I'm praying for you. Isn't that a blessing? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that's amazing. Thanks, Rock, for sending that in. And man, that's real. That's uh, down in the nitty-gritty where we live, and we've walked that road. And, dude, we just uh, glad you're on board with us, and it's real encouraging for us to hear news like that. Here's another one. said, I love the Father's Day episode. I've listened to it multiple times. In fact, there are multiple episodes that I've listened to so many times. The one where Brian interviews his dad, that's one of my personal favorites. He said, fun story, this Saturday I drove my son to his grandparents' house so he could uh, take my father-in-law fishing. I decided to put the Father's Day episode of the RFP on for the hour-long drive. My son was playing games on his tablet in the back seat, but when he started to discuss family being the most important thing in our ministry, I heard him get quiet, pause the game. He just simply said, that's right, I love my family the most. He said, personally, I've been trying to live the commandment to talk about Jesus through the day with our son and have those God conversations, as Brian put it. He said, our children have to see that relationship with Christ or they're just not going to know about it. He said, I've seen this in the IFB for years, and about two years ago, I started noticing the alarming rate at which children, especially boys, were leaving not only the church, but God altogether. I appreciate that Nathan pointed out that this can happen in any church. He said, I do feel, though it's more pronounced in the IFB since it is writing a man-made laws in person's head instead of relationship with the Holy Spirit that God will guide our hearts. Last night before bed, I sat down with my son, as JC did, as he talked about and said, you know what I love about you? You're a good friend and make people feel included. That makes God very happy when you show people that they matter. His demeanor changed instantly. Life was breathed into him. As you guys said, his face just lit up and he wanted to know more about how I feel about him when I see him. 
Guys, y'all's podcast really means a lot to me. I love the spirit and the fact that you make it clear you don't hate these people of the IFB that you disagree with, many of them and their practices, but it's very clear that you want to be friends with, especially guys like Nathan Rager. I said his name right. Yes, Nathan Rager. In this episode, I thought it was great. Watching some of the preacher clips on Twitter, you know, there's guys like him that just need friends, and that's what y'all are doing. Many people in the IFB are hurting. They're trying to do God's will, honestly, and I believe they're just punishing themselves for not being able to live up to the tenets of fundamentalism. I know because I'm one of them. Many years, I've beat myself up for enjoying the wrong music, CCM, J Radio, for going to church with my own mother when visiting because of the NIV that the preacher was preaching it. I'm in fact still IFB myself. I've seen for many years the things that gave me pause. I was very far from God when I found the church in 2007, and I'll admit that it has brought me back and I've served faithfully since. All this to say, some people in the IFB, like you guys say, they are genuine. They walk with the Lord, they're loving people, but they're generally wrong about so much. Because of your podcast, though, I'm no longer mad at them. That's huge. Mm. I love that statement. Mm -hmm. I see them as people who have been led in the wrong direction of anger and modern-day Pharisee, and I now hurt for them. We all got to be careful to rightly divide our actions against Scripture and not man. These guys are human. They're flawed. They're hurting just like the rest of us. My ultimate decision has been to love and pray for them, but I cannot allow their ideology to harm my son or myself, and we've decided to leave the IFB. I enjoyed watching the Hope Church Danville message. Shout out, Brian. I believe that we must not be forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, but I love watching you guys online. Pray for us as we decide what church to attend, as we will live nowhere near Virginia or North Carolina or Chattanooga. Thank you guys for what you're doing. Keep up the good work. You're helping a lot of people. Hearing that letter makes me want to just do the Tiger Woods fist clutch. (laughs) You know, when he's just dropped the putt from 30 feet away. I mean, think about everything that, that letter just said, it just said, my son and I had a great discipleship moment as a result of the RFP podcast. He said that he's pursuing being biblical. He's no longer angry. He gave a shout out to Hope Church. Thank you so much. And then he said, you know, we're searching for the right kind of church now. We want to find a body of believers to belong with. And then there were even more things that he said in that letter. That was really, really, really encouraging. Like right now, um, I just want to say to you, you have no idea what you just did in ministering to our three hearts yeah. just by sharing everything that you you were very open with just in that letter. It was great. And I tell you what, there's a lot of people that echo what he just wrote in about that Father's Day episode. That episode has helped me, guys. I've listened to that thing two or three times, just going back. Um, my daughters, I walked in the house the other day, and they had a, their mom's phone on and was listening to us sing His Eyes on the Sparrow. Whoa. And she was like, Daddy, Daddy! you know. And I was like, that's incredible. you know, Because there's something about raising kids and when God uses you guys to spur us along and just some of the stuff that y'all said in that episode, man, it was, it was encouraging me and continuing to light that fire of being a good man. There was a song, my buddy Brian that sings with legacy five, you know, just came out with this song. I want to be that man. And my wife was playing that the other day. She's like, if you heard this and I'll admit I had not heard it, but man, what a good song. Just talking about, I want to be that man. I want to be the one that's standing up for truth and right and having character and integrity that my son and my daughters can look ahead and not be a shame because how many of us, because we're all one decision away from stupid, 
a lack of character, a lack of integrity. And there's a, there's a mark in there. There's a level of shame in certain areas. I don't want that. I want to be a man of integrity and character. And I know you guys do too. And just listening to that episode back, man, I want to be that man. And there's so many of you guys that are listening that have said, Hey, that episode helped me. That encouraged me. That episode, I believe was gas on a fire to keep going, to be men of integrity and character and moms of integrity and character. Yeah. And really to sum up what I'm hearing a lot of people saying, and this is taking a lot of emails and text messages and phone calls, but what I hear people saying is you're helping us love God more and love our families more. Yeah. So loving God and loving people is really what it's all about. Yeah. And if that means forgiving someone that's hurt you in the past, if it means moving on and finding a good body of believers to connect with, if it means reengaging with your family, if it means whatever, stepping up to the plate and doing what God's called you to do, man, that's encouraging. Yeah, one of my godfathers... R.V. Brown, he wrote a book a couple years ago called Step Up to the Plate, Dad. And he'll randomly call me at certain hours of the, of the day, and he'll be like, hey, boy, you stepping up to the plate? And I'm like, yes, sir, Mr. <laughs> R.V., I am, you know. And I love that that accountability is there just to get a random text. How you doing as a dad? How you doing as a husband? Because mm. that's what our world needs now, Brian. When you said that on that last episode that, you know, the father is one of the most influential figures in a family right now, and that's what these kids need. They need to see dad stepping up and being that man. Yeah. Well, if I think about what Nathan just said, contrast the preaching clip that we played at the beginning of this episode yeah. with our message. You know, when you talked about helping parents love God more, love their children more, dads love their families more, moms love their families more. If you're sitting in a room and you're hearing a man scream, you know, you know, however he does that. That's it. Exactly. And he's screaming, you're lazy, good for nothing kids. You know, they're, they're lazy. They're good for nothing by virtue of the fact they're young. Hmm. He doesn't personally know those kids. He doesn't know the hearts of those children in that room. He doesn't know their daily practices, their daily lives, but moms and dads, that's why I said, I think IFB in a lot of ways fosters abuse because the idea is your kids are sorry. They're lazy. They're good for nothing. And think about it on our episode. We were saying your children are a heritage. Mm, They're a gift from God. Precious. You love them to Jesus. You love them to repentance. You model the Christian life in front of them. It's two totally different messages. I mean, polar opposites. You know, Brian, that's a great example. And as parents, a lot of these folks that are listening to it, they're sitting in church services where the pastors, because they have this God mentality, are saying things to their kids. And I heard something on IFP Preacher Clips this week that made my blood boil. And I want you to listen to this. If you were a parent, would you allow a preacher from a pulpit to talk to your kids like this? Then so be it, I tell you what I want is a family. Somewhere along the line, you've got to want a family so bad that you'll step back and say, it's just me and God. It's just me and God. Wake up, Matthew. (laughs) Pay attention. If you were riveted on what I was saying, I wouldn't have to say that. Listen to everything I'm saying, buddy. Look, son, you get an opportunity, a very unique opportunity. You are already a spoiled kid. Your parents don't make you go to school in the district you're supposed to go in. Because you're babied and pampered. Now, bless God, sit up and praise God for that. Because you could be being punked out at North Platte High School. And you wouldn't be standing for God there. It wouldn't be easy. I'm just telling you. 
You still going to Hershey? Oh, where are you going? Oh, that stinks. Shows you I'm up, I'm up on there. So you ruined that opportunity then, huh? <laughs> I'm just telling you. And if you got a good mind, you understand the, the strengths of what they gave you before. If you got a bad mind, then you're just pouring yourself into the world anyway. It's more opportunities to be rebellious. Could you sit still, sir? I mean, aerobics, really, during church? Calm down, dude. You don't need no medication. You need size 12 right up beside your rear end. Just calm down. It's called self-control. You got any of that? Okay, if you're short on it, they may sell it at Walmart. They don't. But you need to purchase some of that before you come to church. It's called self-control. Got bus kids half your age sitting in church doing better than you right now. Just listen. Son, this is for you. The benefits of a family you have no idea about, but I'm sitting back saying after 27 years of marriage, I'm, like, I'm glad I made the decision, and you would like it if you had it. Oh, let me tell you boys something. You would like it if you had the, your original dads, what? your original moms together. You'd like it if the family was all still together. You'd like it if everybody was doing right in the sight of the Lord and God was blessing them. You, trust me, you'd like your attitude about church would be totally different. I, I don't know what to say. The answer to your question is no. I would not let a pastor, quote-unquote, preacher, talk to my kids that way. And he really slams the parents, too. Yeah. I mean, your baby, your, I, I just... I feel terrible for Matthew. Like, I, I listened to that the first time, and, man, I just wanted to give Matthew a big hug, and I'm not a hugger, but I just wanted to be like, Matthew, man, I'm sorry. Like, there is no reason that that should ever, ever happen. I like what Tim Keith, one of my buddies, you sing tenor in our quartet, Justified, back in the day. He said, Matthew does have something this guy doesn't have. Hashtag self-control. <laughs> yeah, Matthew wasn't saying anything. He was sitting back. Hey, Matthew, if you want to come on the show and do an interview, we'd love to have you. <laughs> we'll give you a free T-shirt, buddy. <laughs> you can wear it to church. I'll tell you what I said in response to that clip. How sad is it that his family has been so thoroughly brainwashed that they sit silently while their child is verbally abused, believing they can't question the man of God. The emasculated dad has surrendered his authority to an insecure tyrant who uses the pulpit like a weapon. Come on. Wow. Go to IFB Preacher Clips on Twitter. That's Pastor Bill Reeves. What church is he at? Somewhere in Nebraska. Yeah. And getting back to our stories, some of the best stories are the ones that we can't tell. I think you guys yeah. would agree with this. Yes. That mm -hmm. There are conversations we've had, anonymous emails that we've received, or emails with names that were asked not to be mentioned. Stay anonymous. And some of the situations that God is allowing us to minister to, it's just so encouraging and seeing the change in some people's lives, seeing some people who have literally walked through some crazy difficult times that are pouring their hearts out to us, and we're having the opportunity to just put an arm around them and encourage them to pray with them, to connect them with people in their area, to connect them to missions boards, to just listen a lot of times. And we're not going to give these names away, mm. but uh, JC, you and I had a chance to sit down with a couple and their kids today in yeah. Chattanooga that was passing through. Just heard an incredible story that maybe one day our listeners will get to hear. Incredibly sad story. Yeah. And I believe he even said 
it's in the process of being redeemed. Yeah. That God is, he said, my story's not over yet. Yeah. I can see the other I side, and I know that there is going to be a day where I'll be thankful that this yeah. happened, and we're ready to move through it. So just encouraged at what God's doing. And going back to the family, I mean, his kids sitting there, and they were, I love that the kids are listening to the podcast oh, yeah. also. Because they were like, man, yeah, we cool. thought that your voice was on Nathan's face, and Nathan's <laughs> voice was yours, and, and who's Brian? Oh, he's the old man. All right. <laughs> uh, they didn't say that. No, they here, didn't say here that. is exactly what they said. Uh, the dad said they were coming to meet with me because we met the night before. And he said, uh, which one is Nathan? Is he the one that tells the jokes that aren't funny? <laughs> <laughs> True story. I love and he it. He goes, no, wait, wait. He said, no, that's Brian. And he goes, oh, well, is Nathan the one that says, let's go before every show? And he goes, no, that's JC. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> so basically, I'm invisible on this show. He didn't even know who I was. So, but you know what I love is that they called out. They catch the little catchphrases that when we started this back in January, we didn't think was going to be a thing. But like the "Let's go," that's something. Yeah. And Brian's "Be sweet," and yeah. yours at the very end, <laughs> "Peace." I love it. Like those little things that we just throw in there for fun. Yeah, we were. The walking. kids picked up on it. Yeah, we were walking last night and talking, and the kids were behind us. And didn't even know they were listening to us. They were carrying on a conversation. And I said something to the dad, and one of the little boys goes, hey, man. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I've been saying be sweet, I think, all my life. And so I don't even notice I do it. It's even a joke in Danville and other places because, Nathan, I know I've said that to you and your family, to your girls. As I'm walking away, I just say, all right, y'all be sweet. I've been doing that for so long, so that's kind of just a joke. And I have six kids, and we're always late, so I'm like, let's go. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guarantee you that seven months ago when we started this bad boy, we did not think that this would be where it is today with the amount of downloads that we've had, with the amount of followers, with the stories. Like, I knew, you know, Nate, when we got together and recorded that first episode without Brian before Brian was even part of it after that one sit down there we were nervous we didn't know what to say we just kind of talked I have not gone back and listened to that very first one yet I'm kind of scared to do it I did the other day is it bad (laughs) it's it's not where we're at right now but it was it's something oh and then we brought the maturity in with Brian I just remember that first episode that Brian was on there and I was like dude this guy's old and good I love this (laughs) I mean he brings the maturity to the group and just the the friendship that has happened. I mean, Nate, we've been friends forever, and you and Brian have been friends, but just to see how God has brought this together and how we complement each other and with, with our stories. But, uh, you know, there, I don't feel like there's one that's talking over another one or it's a one-up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's unique how God has brought this together. And I believe that, like somebody told me a couple of days ago, there's a historical precedence for this podcast. Um, it's definitely in this time for a purpose. And we feel that. I mean, all three of us will say yes. as pastors, this has taken on a life of its own. Yeah. I mean, it's turned mm-hmm. into a part-time, almost full-time job with the amount of emails, the weight mm-hmm. that we carry with this. There's a heaviness to this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew seven months ago, it's kind of a line in the sand. There's no going back after this because our faces and names and all that's out there. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, when your family's listening to your story, all over the world, you know, in all different parts of the country, and they're hearing you be open and raw and real and honest. I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I love the fact that you guys are on here and, you know, how God has taken this. But it 
it takes a little bit of money yeah. to, to do this. And we, you know, when we set out, we said we didn't want it to be subpar. We didn't want this to be substandard. We wanted this to be something that was real. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you know, there's going to be some overhead. There's going to be some opportunities for us to to dig in a little bit and, and make this the best quality that we can. Yeah, and JC, you took a big leap of faith when we started this thing out. I mean, you put a couple thousand dollars on the yeah. credit card. You've You've uh, done some things, and I know Brian's contributed. I've contributed to that, and we're taking it month by month and seeing how it goes. Brian, I know that you put a guy up in a hotel, brought him into town, met with him, counseled him. I know you invest in pastors' lives like that every year. You bring pastors yeah, into your it. church, all at your church's expense, and uh, just your heart for ministry. And this whole thing started, JC. I remember us sitting in the old Tennessee Temple bookstore. Yeah, we were. In the balcony. Shout out. <laughs> ta- whiteboarding, talking through what we were going to do. And we really wanted to bring a community of people together that needed healing and that needed to get on with their Christian lives yeah. and start contributing to the kingdom. And we've seen that happen, and this community is forming. Yeah. And it blows my mind to think of thousands of people out there right now listening to this, and it's not about us it's about the gospel. It's about the truth that there is freedom in Christ. I'll never forget sitting there at Tennessee Temple in that bookstore, in that old coffee shop area where we're at. And when that mission statement came together, just to have that moment in Tennessee Temple where a lot of that legalism was a part of our lives, Nate, and to, to come up with the idea that we want to exist to help, to encourage, and to challenge those whose lives have been negatively affected by legalism found in the church, and to bring hope and healing. And what an incredible and ride the, it's been. And the coolest thing about that mission statement is it just happened. We just started talking about what we wanted to do and what we wanted to accomplish and how we hoped God would use us, and it literally, between the both of us, just flowed out in a matter of seconds. And you're like, oh, whoa, let's write that down, let's get yeah. that down. And we started uh, doing it, and then, of course, Brian came on board and, and helped perfect that out, so it was awesome. And I don't think it's just about the ministry that RFP is now, yeah. but I think it's about all the things that God is setting the stage mm-hmm. that can be accomplished. So for me, man, I celebrate all that's happened up until this point. I mean, it's so cool to get calls from people all the time, uh, emails from people, uh, Facebook Messenger. By the way, I didn't know that Facebook Messenger had like a spam type folder. Oh, yeah. So I just recently found a whole trove of messages that I didn't even know existed. Awesome. People people writing in. We have a ministry on our hands because there are people who are coming out of independent Baptist fundamentalism. They don't know where to turn. They don't know where to look. And I think God is allowing us to be a bridge. So that's I'm grateful for that. However, I think we need to talk for a few minutes about what we see on the horizon now, what God can do, which is why we're talking about this thing called Patreon, because we don't have the ability or the means to make this opportunity a reality. And, and the fields are white to harvest, guys. Yeah. People are out there, yeah. and there is a need for this, and we're seeing that. And I've just always heard it said, and I believe it's true, where God guides, God provides. Yeah. And I believe God's guiding us into this, and we want to help every single person we can in the biggest ways we possibly can. And so I'm excited about the future. 
So Brian mentioned Patreon, and and if you know what Patreon is or not, there is a link that is live today on our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. And this is an opportunity to just simply support us in this ministry. If you've been blessed by this, if you've uh, you know been helped, if you've been encouraged, you've been challenged, uh, this is an opportunity for you to give and to help us continue on with this mission. And I work at a radio station, Moody Radio, here in Chattanooga, and I hate the begathons, as we call it, the shareathons, where they <laughs> call in for a week, and I'm like, oh, I'll do it. But, but this is kind of our, our share-a-thon, if you will, and, <laughs> and just our ask for those of you that have been helped to, to help us in a financial way. And there's no manipulation here. We're not asking for seed money. We're, yeah. we're not promising that, you know... We're not going to send you some of Brian Edwards' sweat and say it's going to make all your financial worries go yeah, away. Yeah, it's not a name it and claim it type of thing. We but, want you to be a part of what God is doing. Because let's be honest, Brian just mentioned it. This podcast, Talking Behind Three Microphones, is not... This is the... the the base level, yeah. if you will. Beginning. There's a lot of stuff that's coming, but it takes financial resources to make that happen. Yeah, and I had a pastor one time that used to say, many hands makes light work. Yeah. And I believe that's true. If multiple people would come together and just give a little bit and yeah. just help us take the next step, I believe some of these things that God has put in our heart can happen. That's it. You know, there's the overhead that is monthly with web hosting, with SoundCloud, with shipment of t-shirts and things like that. But then there's the, on top of that, that's coming out of our pockets right now, and we're pastors, so you know, we're not loaded. Um, but there's the there's the hosting folks that came into town. I know, Nate, you just hosted a family that was here this week. Um, there's food, there's travel, there's hotels. Uh, I know, Brian, you've put a young man up in a hotel. And, you know, all that is just coming out of our pocket, which is fine. And these are opportunities that we would not have had to minister to people in need if this podcast would not be. Amen. And so I'm thankful for that. And if this, if we never make a penny, we're still going to keep on doing this. You know why? Because this is who we are. Yeah. We're pastors, and we're here to help, to challenge, to encourage, and that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, and we're not even looking at trying to make a check or trying to make money for not ourselves at, at this stage. We're looking at being able to invest in building this community. So there's so many things we're wanting to do, like meetups, the RFP camp meeting. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'll bring this. I'll bring the sawdust. <laughs> <laughs> we are not doing that. Dude, I'm all for setting up a tent and, and having a meetup somewhere. I'm sweating already that thinking needs, about being under a tent. That needs that to happen. But we've talked about conferences. Yeah. I, I, how awesome would it be to get all the folks that listen to the RFP together for a RFP conference where we get some folks oh, to awesome. come in and speak and just pour into us for a week. I think that'd be incredible. We got some other things that are on the horizon that we've already been looking into, like a version Bible app, doing a 30-day devotional on there. Uh, we've been talking about the possibility of coming out with a book like The Recovering Fundamentalist and just sharing some stories. Um, other things like a small group resource that you can get together with other recovering fundamentalists and, and help each other and encourage them. That's community. Yeah. But all of that takes resources financially. And so what we've done is we've set up a Patreon, like Brian said a minute ago. And you can go live to our website right now, recoveringfundamentalist.org. And we have four tiers. The and thing I love about it is we had fun with these. Oh, we did. And there's perks behind every tier. So <laughs> tier number one is what we're calling the love offering. This is $3 a month, $3 a month, and we appreciate the support there. This is what you get when you give $3 a month to the Love Offering tier. You get just general support, and all three of us will sign your Bible. Like, I think that's a great $3 yes. a month. You can mail your Bible in. We'll sign it. I'm kidding. That's a terrible idea. 
So tier number two is what we're calling the numerology or the perfection bracket. Yes. This is $7 a month. You get a shout out on a podcast. You get behind the scenes content and your name on the end of a church pew. Ooh, that's huge. That's worth $7 a month Ooh. right there. And nobody can steal your seat if your name's on the end of it. That is true. You That did is you your ever spot. See, did you ever see the story on the news about the 77 or 78-year-old man that attacked the young visitor? at a church service because he, the, the visitor wouldn't move out of his seat. <laughs> and the old man attacked this this guy who was visiting. I well, didn't you, hear about that, but I that's didn't, incredible. But you need to call that guy and have him give $7 a month so we can put the name on the end of that <laughs> church pew. Here's one that I think will be popular with a lot. It's the authorized tier, $16.11 a month. Uh, this is live streams <laughs> where we will do the Zoom meetups. You get a shout-out, some behind-the-scene content, and a signed, glossy photo of King James himself. Wow. That's worth $16.11 a month right there. That's pretty special. That is authorized. (laughs) And then we have the big tier, and this is the Say Amen right there tier. This is $50 a month. This is early access to episodes, live streams, shout out, behind the scene content, early access to upcoming RFP events like Nathan just mentioned, and you get an RFP host gospel three song EP. No joke. Whoa. For real. We will really do that. We will throw out three Southern gospel songs on an EP, send it to you. So we're going to sing His Eyes on the Sparrow Mm. on an EP. We thought we would do one of our favorite songs. All three of us pick one. Someone can pick that song. I want to do my favorite Southern Gospel song of all time, which is Till the Storm Passes By. Mm. That Mm. is a good one. What's your favorite one, Brian? I think we need to do Is That the Old Ship of Zion. Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. You remember that? Is that the old ship of Zion? I see. I can still hear Buddy Blunkall singing that song. Looking vividly. Yeah, I love that song. I think mine would definitely have to be one that would have some great three-part harmony on there. Oh, how marvelous. Mm. I love that one. Mm, I like that. And my song shall ever be. Man, that song right there, Woo! that make a fat boy want to run. <laughs> I'm good. telling you what. So you give $50 a month to the Say Amen right there tier, and you are getting a three-song gospel EP from the RFP. That's worth it right there. Yeah. So you can go right now to the recoveringfundamentalist.org. You can see our Patreon right there, the love offering tier for $3 a month, the numerology tier for $7 a month, the authorized tier, $16.11, or the say amen right there tier for $50 a month. Did you just say peer instead of tier? I did. It is 1130. It is 1130 at night, and I want to be on a beach on a pier. <laughs> Well, I think I think what we can say is the reason you got confused and said peer is because if people support the RFP, there's going to be some great catches. Mm. There it was, kid. There that, it was. Who <laughs> listens with his dad? There's the Brian joke of the evening. <laughs> but in all seriousness, we love you guys as our listeners. We love getting to know you. It, it's a treat every day to find out who is listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. And so if you see us out and about, say hello. Uh, we are fr- friendly people. I promise you that. We want to know you. We want to hear your story. Continue to write in and uh, continue to support the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. If this has helped you in any way, if this has challenged you, if this has encouraged you, will you help us out and go and give and help us continue to spread the hope that we have found in Jesus? 
Absolutely. And like we said, we're so thankful for the people that we've been in contact with. And there are some people that we've tried to meet up with that have passed through town. That oh, yeah. I mean, I've got four kids. You've got six kids. Brian is in Virginia, and he's got three kids. And we're pastors, and we're busy, and, and every situation hasn't worked out. But we're, we're thankful for the ones that have and hoping that these meetups and conferences and camp meetings and things will happen soon so we can all get together. Because right now it's just physically impossible to meet with everybody we would like to meet with. Yeah. But we just really want you guys to be a part of this. And if this community is anything like I believe it is, we're not going to have to beg for money. No. We're not going to have to go on and on. This is something that we all believe in. And honestly, we're just scratching the surface yeah. of the people that need to hear this. So if you believe in this and you want to help make this possible, let's join hands, let's link arms, let's move forward and see where God can take this thing. Yeah, and, and I'm going to say this, and I know it's the cheesiest thing ever and expected, but if you can't give, we understand that. But if you would, just pray for us. Like, I know that we say that a lot, but there's this is a ministry that is taking— there's a lot of warfare that go into this— um, I mean, it's 1130 at night. We have to record at the end of the day, A, because we're in the J Radio studios and we come in after everybody's gone, so we're not messing that up. But kids go to bed. We're not done until late at night. I had a small group tonight that didn't finish until about 830, so we get in here late. And this is on top of our full-time jobs as pastors. And coming up with content every week, uh, we want it to be fresh, practical, connected. I mean, we want to make sure that we're bringing stuff that is relevant. And coming up with that every week with you know editing ourselves and making sure we're doing this. I mean, Nate edits every one of the podcasts and adds that flair in there. Um, we could really use your prayers because, I mean, they're as much positive as we hear. Let's be straight up honest. We get a lot of negative yeah. feedback also, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of hate. And there's a lot of when you're exposing things to the light, it, it's gonna it's gonna come out at you. And uh, in all honesty, I feel like in a way we're pioneers in certain ways. I mean, we want to go on the front lines and get the scrapes because there's others that are following behind us. And you, like you just said, Nate, coming behind us and supporting us through prayer, man, that's a great tool and it's a weapon and it's something that we can definitely, definitely use. I have a confession to make. Is that okay if I confess something? Sure. Are depends you nervous, on, Depends on what it is. I'm not nervous. I just, I'm excited. You guys are always talking about all the people that are coming through Chattanooga. <laughs> it makes me so jealous. Nobody ever comes through Danville. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous. Like, you guys are always like, oh, this person was coming through on a vacation. This person was vacationing <laughs> in Chattanooga. These people were just dropping in. I'm over here in Danville, Virginia. The only way you ever end up in Danville is either you're really lost or you came here on purpose. <laughs> but Brian, let's be honest, man. You FaceTimed me the other day. You're up there in Danville, Virginia, and you were talking to Tickle from TV show Moonshiners. Like, that's big time, buddy. Yeah, Tickle uh, Tickle is right down the road, and uh, you know, he's actually a pretty nice guy. I've talked to him about Jesus a lot. As a matter of fact, a little while back, got together with him and uh, gave him a copy of God's Word. And uh, we talked about that Bible a little, little bit. Uh, yeah, Tickle's pretty cool. He's supposed to come over to the house. Uh, I promised him a big steak on the grill here coming up pretty soon. So, um, hey, pray about that if you would. Absolutely. If you knew all the people that Brian Edwards knew, yeah, we'd probably have to kill you because, I mean, it's, it's top <laughs> <Yes>. secret. <laughs> he knows everybody. <laughs> 
So we got some pretty incredible things that are coming up on top of your financial support, your prayer. Uh, man, we, we are excited about what is going to happen. We got some big interviews in the queue, mm-hmm. like some, mm-hmm. some big interviews, yeah. like some interviews that will rock a little bit of the IFB world yeah. in certain ways. I'm excited about that. Um, we are well on our way to a million download, fellas. I, that right there, just saying those words blows my mind. Yeah. To start this Absolutely. seven months ago and to think that by January we could be at a million downloads. So you can help us out by liking, sharing, subscribing, leaving us a review and a comment. Go ahead and do that and help us get to one million downloads. If we do that, everybody gets a two-song EP. I don't know. We'll, th- we'll think of something to do. <laughs> Guys, there's nobody I'd rather be doing this podcast with than you two. And uh, I love what God is doing here and the lives that are being changed as he's changing our lives and continuing to grow us. Thank you for your encouragement and accountability in my life as a man, as a husband. Um, I love you, fellas, and I'm excited love to see too. where we continue to go yep. with the RFP. JC, you're the glue that holds this thing together. You're the excitement. You're the life of the party when you walk in the room. So thanks for all you do, bro. Let's keep going. Yep, you're the greatest host ever. That just means I don't know as much Bible as you two. I know what y'all are saying <laughs> right now. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. We want to thank our sponsors, Free Life Soap. Check them out at therecoveringfundamentalist.org. Use your promo code RFP. Get 10% off. Also, we want to thank J Radio. Check them out, jradio.com. They're coming out this week with the iPhone and the Android app. You can check them out today. Guys, it's been a great episode. Thanks for being here, and uh, we'll see you next time. Be sweet. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to stop by our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a follow. Also, go to our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. That's recoveringfundamentalist.org. There you can find Recovering Fundamentalist swag. You can get your t-shirts and hats. You can join our ex-fundy community. See where we're going to be having some meetups. It's the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Be sure to join us next time for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast.